Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a Episode 590 for February 17th, 2020. It's President's Day, y'all. In the house, we got the Wombat. Yep, yep. We got the Drew. Yeah, I'm here. And we got Anthony. Yep, yep. Whew. Cold outside, boys. <laughs> not really. Maybe not down there. No. Fuck you too, Drew. No, no, like, trust me, it sucks. <laughs> does it? Yeah. It doesn't suck it's, when it's, it's warmer outside when it's dark out right now. Let me tell you something about the summertime in Georgia. Summertime. It lasts for nine months. It's usually 98 degrees all the time. With Ooh, 100, I love that band. 100, 120 percent. Cincinnati humidity. band. Nick Lachey, thank you. Apparently he has a new TV show. Does he? I don't know. Maybe. On Netflix, I think. I don't know. Oh, everybody's got a TV show on Netflix. You know, I think if I just started doing stand-up, I could get a special on Netflix. You could. Probably. Man, I have seen a lot of stand-up, and I don't know who these people are. Well, not only that, but a lot of them are funny. Yeah. That's the thing that hurts me the most. I'm like, you know what? If you were all funny, I'd be okay with that. But you ain't funny. True. But anyway, video games. Those are the things we talk about sometimes. <sighs> Start with you, Drew. Sure. You play anything? I am. I'm pretty sure I'm at the end of The Witcher Three. The the main game. Yeah, the main game. I'm pretty sure I am. Nice. I just had my big battle. Okay. And somebody died. And now I have to do something else, and I don't know what that is yet because I saved and quit. Okay, let's talk after the show. Okay. All right. So I have played that, uh, a lot of that, actually. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I haven't been on since I've started reviewing this. I'm reviewing a game called Kentucky Route Zero. Which is a game that actually, I think, first released what in twenty eleven, seven years. Right. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They finally finished that game, and <laughs> it's been and, in early access for seven years. Oh, has it been in early access? They did one episodes. Episode, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, imagine if you had played it on day one, waiting for episode two. Well, episode two apparently came out like a month or so after episode one. It was the gap between episodes three and four and four and five that were really big. 
I mean, if the second one came out a month later, then yeah, that's a yeah. long way to, to get the that's end a, of that. That's a distribution system that has to die. Yeah, I really think they need to stop that. Um, they don't do it much anymore. Episodic is not just Life is Strange, really, is the only thing I could think of. And, and do you want to know? Uh, I, I was going to bring it up. So I bought the physical version of Life is Strange 2 because I'm a big fan of Life is Strange 1. And I have that physically as well as after the storm, before the storm, before the storm. Um, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'll buy, now that all of them are done, I'll buy it on disc. Uh, four episodes are on the disc. Fifth episode is downloaded. Of course it is. Of course. Because they released the disc before the fifth episode was out, would be my guess. No, they released the disc the same day the episode is out. So the disc was probably printed long in advance. Right? If y'all motherfuckers weren't so obsessed with discs, you could just buy it. You're you're absolutely correct. Um, However, (laughs) it was just this particular... Again, one of those series where I was like, I love this series enough. Um, that I'm willing to buy into it blindly, um, but uh, it just that irritated me. Anyway, sorry, Drew. No, that's all good. Um, yeah, Kentucky Route Zero. I don't, what the fuck is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It is a adventure game. It is an adventure game where you play as a truck driver who is trying to make a delivery. Uh, and he, he's trying to make his way to a certain location and he can't find it. He ends up on this kind of like a highway. He's directed to go and use route zero, uh, and go through Kentucky to make it to where he needs to go. But it becomes this weird trippy kind of game. Um, so it, it's basically a, Point, it's not even a point and click adventure game. It is, it is basically you you walk around, you talk to people, and you solve semi puzzles, but they're not even really puzzles. What this game really is is the dialogue choices basically frame the entire game. So when you start off, this truck driver is kind of like a clean slate, and you get multiple options to answer. And you basically shape his past by what you choose. And you also do it with other characters as well. Um, but it's weird. Like there's there's a whole lot of like weird trippy stuff in this game. They have a really I mean, it's got a cool art style, it's kind of minimalist, but they use a lot with like shadows and stuff like that. Um I I don't know what to compare this game to. I don't know if you can compare the game to anything. I mean it's 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 a lot like the um the games by uh the people who did Oxen Free. So, you know, in Oxen Free, it's mainly all about the conversations. And that's exactly what this game is. It's all about the conversations. You can choose to go different places uh down the highway and different back roads and stuff like that, but uh it's broken up into five different episodes. Uh and each episode after you finish an episode, they have kind of like a interlude or intermission kind of thing. Uh, and it kind of get dives into the kind of the past of the story. So uh, all in all, there's five episodes and four like kind of like middle of the road things that they released. Um, 
each episode so far, I haven't finished it, but each episode so far has kind of took me around maybe an hour, hour and 20 minutes tops to complete. So, you know, I don't, it's not like I'm hating my time with the game. I'm not. It's just, I, 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 I go until it stops, you know? It's just like, all right, I'm going to keep going. I, I feel like I know nothing more than I knew when you first started talking about it. I don't know what to say. I, I know. that's. It's like I hear people talk about this game and they're like, you got to play it. I'm like, why? It's got they can really... never tell me why. Let me, can I just ask you a question, Ken, though? Did they say that when it's first released? No, I'm hearing it now. I'm hearing everybody really? now like, you need to play this game. Because I feel like that was the dialogue because at the time it was stylistically very unique. Yeah. But in the interim, we've had a bunch of games that look like this. Exactly. This old low poly sort of look. Yeah. This game Um, actually started before these new consoles came out. Yes. Yes. It was a PC only game up until the the release of episode five. And now it's a, they, they made it, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition is what they call it. TV, well, why is it a TV? Is that like a thing in the game? Because you play it on the TV. I mean, you play every game on the TV most of the time. Not on your PC. Okay. But isn't it on the Switch, too? It is on the Switch, too. That's not on your TV if you're playing portable. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done talking. I'm just... I'm just poking holes. <laughs> just the shit we have to deal with on a regular basis. You need to stop using the Chewbacca defense over here. <laughs> this is Chewbacca. All that right. does not make sense. This does not make sense. Chewbacca. Anyway. Okay. Um, I'll, be, I'll be curious, Drew, to find out because uh, it's this is actually a game that's been sitting in my Steam catalog because I just I was like, ah, you know what? This was like it was like less than like five bucks at one point, and I'm like, yeah, I think they were on the fourth chapter when I bought it, <laughs> which is still like a year, a couple years ago. Yeah, um, it's like surely the fifth one will be on its way. Sure. Um, I'll be interested to find out how well it comes together because i feel like in that time span for a game this size i suppose i feel like focus could be easily lost so is it going to be obvious of where they had these large breaks in between right so focus (sighs) so yeah that's that, that I remember when this the first episode released, people kind of went nuts over this. Like oh, a whole bunch of websites were like giving it like game of the year and stuff. I was like, really? It's not finished. You can't give it game of the year. I, I guess I don't know. I I, don't, I, I really don't know. But well, I find I, I find, and then maybe it's just me and, and my taste and how I grew up with gaming. I find most of the games people like loud about. I just. I don't care. I'll put out my jam. I, I just don't like the artsy, artsy games most of the time. Did anybody ever hear the, speaking of artsy fartsy stuff, um, a, a beginner's guide? Yes. Beginner's guide to the guide? galaxy? No, that's a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. No, this is 
This I want the top. beginner's guide to the galaxy. I'm not very good at the galaxy. The beginner's guide was basically a walking simulator that that chronicled a guy making a video game. Holy I fuck swear. that! Fuck that game. Yeah, I swear to God, there are so many terms now that immediately so, like shut me off of a video game. So, a walking simulator is one of them. But here's the thing: it was it was by one of the guys who was behind uh, the Stanley Parable, which is probably the best of that type of game where it's this weird meta commentary um it's humorous it's always sort of different and so seeing what he'd do by himself when the other guy was doing his own thing uh was going to be interesting and i heard all these people and when i say people i mean video creators that do stuff around video games all influencers that's the name, right? It's just they don't influence me. We'll just put YouTuber. yeah. They lost all their influence after this. Um, they were all talking about it like as a creative person. This is really important to me, and I'm like, okay. And as I fi- when I finished it, not only did I ask for my money back on Steam, which seems like a dick move, but I really was irritated. Um, I said this is for people who think they're creative. This is the most ham-fisted bullshit. I hate this. This is awful. Like, you can do this and still be fun. This was not any of that. And this was just... This is the equivalent of, like, painting a line on a canvas and then having this deep story behind it of, like, this is so deep. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck everything you stand for. (laughs) I I do. I hate when people put shit up on a pedestal. Don't tell me that I should play it. Tell me why you like it. Tell me what what aspects of the game that you like. Because without that, I have no idea if I'm going to be interested. But just saying that it's good and just take our opinion for it. Like, at least uh, like, we talk about Glass Masquerade a lot. If you don't like puzzles, you're not going to like Glass Masquerade. <laughs> it's just the reality. If you don't like Jigsaw puzzles, I can't see you finding that game fun. But, like, we enjoyed it. Like, but we've told you what it is. Like, can anybody describe Kentucky Route Zero? I still no. don't know what it is. It's exactly. Seven years later, and Drew's just, reviewing it, and I still don't know what it is. It's that I mean, type of stuff that I just, I, every time somebody goes, it's really good, and you, you just, you got to experience it. No, don't. Same with movies. A, I mean, Kentucky Route Zero is, a, is I'm not going to call it a walking simulator because you have to do other stuff in it, but I mean, it is. Dialogue it is, simulator? It's a, it, kinda. I mean, it's one of those. It, it's Let me almost ask you this. like. Can you fail? I have not failed, no. I just wonder if you can. I, I Maybe. I don't think so, though. I just, I think, I'm just curious if it has like a game over. No, there is I no think, real fail state in this game. I think okay. the the failures, if there were any, if I'm correct, but remembering kind of what I heard about it at the time that made me interested, was that it was that sort of, I guess, choose your own adventure. Like it would start shuffling you down a different path. But yeah. I, again, I don't know how well that turned out because it's been so long. So did you play any of it? No, I, oh. I, I, I am t- like. I'm only remembering what I've heard about this game. I was more intrigued about the visuals. I again, I bought it. I was like, oh well, I'll wait because it's on its third chapter. I think is when I or the second or third chapter when I started paying attention to it. But I was like, oh, it's not done yet. So I left it in my Steam um, 
uh, wish list. And when it hit the fourth chapter, I was like, well, surely the fifth one's right around the corner. Absolutely. <laughs> um, two years later. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Drew? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm playing that Power Rangers fighting game. Yeah, I still can't get that guy. It was a PR nightmare that we. I I don't care. I'm just like he responded to two emails, and I've sent two since then, and he's not even replied. I'm not. I'm not even worried about it. Fine. I I can. I, I have enough characters to play with. I, I just, it's just such a weird thing to be like. Here's some codes, and one of them doesn't work. Okay, we'll try this one. Well, that one don't work either. I'm not gonna reply anymore. <laughs> Maybe that was all the codes he had, and he's just afraid you to should, tell you that. You should leave a paragraph in the review that just says, this code has already been redeemed. And then, you know, that might, that, that, maybe that's my uh, tagline for the for the review. <laughs> this code cannot be. This code has already been redeemed. Sorry. I mean, I, I've, got the, I've got the base game. I've got character pack two. I don't have character pack one. So is it like just different colored rangers? And no, no, it's different characters. It's, it's, it's new characters. Okay. So yeah, they uh, and it's it's essentially it's a lot like Marvel versus Capcom, Marvel, but but with with power ranges, power ranges. Yeah, where's your curly mustache at? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he got that Rita Repulsa. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. She was the main villain of the first first season of Power Rangers. Is it Power Rangers kind of like Star Trek? Like there's like 40 different versions of it? Well, every year, every season, they re- they remove the, the Power Rangers and change actors. And okay, so ones. it's like reverse American Horror Story. They don't keep the same actors and just create new characters. Gotcha. Pretty much. And okay. they're, they're different. They're different Rangers, too. Okay. So like, you know, they had, you don't they have, had dinosaur yeah. Power Rangers and they had... Yeah. Ninja so like Power Voltron. Rangers and Samurai Turbo Power Rangers. Space. It all just look like Ultraman to me, but I think I'm old. Well, the, well you're not all wrong. based off that kind of. They oh, all, okay. Everything, everything that's like, uh, what is it? Henshin, I believe, is for just transforming. Transform. Um, they, uh, they're all based off of Ultraman. I used to play, I used to watch Ultraman as a kid and I bought the Super Nintendo game and I thought it was awesome as a kid. Yep. And as an adult, it's terrible. Yeah, yes. I loved Ultraman, I, man. I, I, uh, I beat Ultraman on SNES. I thought that was like one of the greatest achievements I ever did. Oh, absolutely. That and the Godzilla game on the NES. Yeah. Uh, they were great when you were kids. You play them now, you're like, what the fuck? Well, I, rented, I rented Godzilla on the NES like five different times. Is oh, God, yeah. Is that the one where you move on like the hexagon? The, hex- the hexagon, yep. yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The idea is cool. It's so bad. Though. Yeah, the execution's awful. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was like, "It's the greatest thing ever." I tried playing that on emulation, and I was like, "Oh god!" I I wow. played back to so many games that I thought were incredible as a kid, and now I'm like, I need to stop playing these games that I thought were incredible as a kid because I'm ruining my childhood. You know what game doesn't get enough love on the NES? Dino Wars. Does anybody remember Dino Wars? I, but I remember the is. name, but I don't remember what it is. Oh my gosh! Hold on. All right, I'll find images. I need. I've got every NES game somewhere, and I could play it. Well, you just, you just, you go, y'all go on talking. All right. Uh, so Drew. Yes. Power Rangers. Anything else? 
I, not really Overwatch. I, I did do a few battles in Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, did you buy that? Uh, yeah, I got it on a real cheap sale, like nine ninety nine. That game's alright. Yeah, I like I, that game. I really like that game. Want to play more yeah. of it? I just yeah. haven't. I haven't had the time to jump into it. Uh, trying to beat The Witcher and stuff like that. And let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me show you something. <laughs> like Fire Marshal Bill up in That's this right. So let me tell you something about The Witcher 3. Okay. One does not simply finish The Witcher 3. <laughs> no, it's a never-ending game. Every single time I would go to do something, somebody would flag me down and say, Hey, I need your help. And I said, okay. <laughs> that, that was your mistake, though. You said, okay. I, well, I, I the, the thing is, is like I want to... If I if there's a quest available, if I can find a, a, a Witcher contract, I at least want to get it. So that way, if I ever do go back to it, I can, you know, after I finish the game, I can be like, all right, well, let me get these these quests out of the way instead of me having to travel around the world trying to find them. This is this and Assassin's Creed Odyssey are two games that make me super happy when they let you sort quests by quest line. Yes. Yep. Because fucking uh, the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, especially I'm doing Legacy of the of the Blade, of the first Blade, and like you can literally just click a tab on the left side of the quest, and it's only showing quests from that particular storyline. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yes, this is what I need. I have and never seen this looks game like, before. It looks like Metroid in it the bottom. Looks, yeah, it does like Metroid. You have ne- you've never seen this game? No, dude, I played the shit out of this game when I was a kid. Is you it like, a 1v1? Uh, did you play as a pterodactyl? So there, you see the little blue guy in the last screen that I uploaded? Yeah. yeah. That's you. And the dinos, dinosaurs thing are like uh, ro- giant robots that you jump into. Oh, okay. Um, it looks um, so there are, there's levels where you're controlling the pterodactyl and... There's levels where you're controlling the orange Tyrannosaurus that I have you see to, there. I have to, I have to give a, a prop to the the tagline of the game: "Destruction of Spondylus." Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't believe you've never played this game. No, I've, I've never seen. seen this game. I feel like I need to boot it up now. Do you know who made it? Bandai. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure sense. it has something to do with Sentai. Probably. All right. Um, anything else, Drew? Before we move on? Nah, just a lot of the Witcher three. I do want to mention, and I'm gonna. I, I kind of want to say it for the podcast, but I do want to mention there is a really cool side quest that I did with a fellow Witcher. Oh and, yeah, is and that I, the, when the wolf and the cat play? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a great quest. I I didn't want to do something, but I did it anyway. Yeah. I, I let that I let that guy go. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, because he, uh, he they brought up something afterwards, saying, yeah. "Well, you know what? They called me the butcher for a reason." Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent quest. That was a great one. One of my favorites. Yep, I did one with a tower. I had to help this guy who bought a tower and accidentally got teleported to Skellige. <laughs> yep, that was a great one too, dude. Everything game is good. There are no side quests that are just meaningless. It's a true story. That's why it's a very good game, Drew. Gosh, this game is amazing. Wait till you get to the DLC. Oh, well, yeah. See, that's the thing. We're we're going to. So, what we're going to do is we're going to break it up because we don't want to get burned out on The Witcher. So, right. we're going to finish The Witcher Three, the main game. Then we're going to go do Horizon Zero Dawn. 
after beating that, we're then going to go to Hearthstone. There you go. So we're going to try and break this up instead of us just... Break it down. Oh, 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 oh. You come Hit on the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> See, when he said that, the first thing that popped into my head instead was, and now it's time for a breakdown. Oh, never Lord. gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna whoa, get whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> move on to Anthony. You gotta unmute. I'm, I was just making sure I had the name right because it's still an awful name. Uh, played more of the Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, I had to turn that stupid computer off and that I, I could not listen to that voice. Um, it is not funny. It just kept intruding on my gameplay. Um, the only real complaint other than that is that I don't like the uh, system of unlocking upgrades. Yeah, where you got to have the, the materials. Well, no, the materials are fine. I don't mind that. I don't like the... Um, you like oh you want the up to upgrade the glove or whatever you have to like kick so many of this animal and oh okay those upgrades i thought you were talking about like the main one where you get no, like the, the the material and the... that's fine i that's i mean they have i didn't to like farming explore. i didn't like farming for specific elements because oh, i have enemies... way too much of anything so everything so it's well early on it was a pain in the ass um but i'm just like i don't like i to upgrade your whatever it's like i don't want to have to keep doing this. And they give you like these absurd, like, I don't want to play this way. It's one of those, yeah. they make you play a certain way to upgrade. And it's like, well, that seems counterproductive. Like it would make sense if I was using the glove and you add, like to, to throw the explosive fruit or whatever, or to carry the explosive fruit. And then to upgrade it, I had to use it so many times and do certain things, but like there's other stuff involved with that. Um, but it's fun. I still like it. Uh, I had my first boss fight finally after like trying to scrape everything in, in the first area. Um, it was fine. It wasn't like too awful. Um, but like I said, the, the, I had to turn off the computer voice that speaks to you the entire time. Uh, I played more of Patapon too. That's Patapon. Um, really not much more to say about that. I'm ready to write the review. Um, I played more Spring Falls, which I've talked about before, which is like the game where you lower these hexagon sort of blocks of dirt and try to get the water to flow a certain way. Um, and then the idea is that you are growing flowers. It's a really relaxing puzzle game. Uh, it's like no fail state. It's just like you get to a point where you can't do any more moves um, and you have to reset. Um, it's not punishing in the slightest. And for my weird game, uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to play it. Maybe I just need that type of game now and then. But uh, I put in Homefront, The Revolution. Oh, yeah. That game is um, it's a tale of two games. Because you're playing yeah. it now instead of at launch. And at launch, that thing was a fucking mess. Yeah, it's not bad now. It's just kind of urban Far Cry. Yeah. They made a lot of updates to that game post-release. Because at launch, it was was bad. Uh, I mean, that game, it's like weird because I feel like I'm saying it sounds wrong. But that game looks a lot better than you'd think it does. Like, like, there's just moments where I'm walking and I'm like, wow, they really have the lighting down. 
like really well because like I'm casting a shadow in a specific way that seems very realistic and uh some of the people look really good, some of the people don't. Um, you know what you I, can play in that game? No. Time Splitters 2. What? It's uh there's an arcade in one of the safe houses that you can go up cuz it's made by the team that made Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that. Yeah, there's an arcade in one of the safe houses you can go upstairs and you can play. I think it's just the snow level. Oh. But kind of it's 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 so, been so long since I played that game that like just jumping back into this because that was one of my favorite levels. Um just jumping back in and playing that was just super super cool. So that's kind of awesome. Um yeah. I, I uh I think the story in that's kind of interesting, although it's it could be better. Um, but uh, I like the concept of like the big airships that have the lights down on the ground and stuff. Like, there's a lot of neat aspects to this, and I realize it's weird to be looking at the, I guess, the lesser version of what you make. But I feel like Ubisoft should look at this game when thinking about the next Far Cry. Because, like, I get it, they brought it to the States with five, but Far Cry is a lot of just large areas of terrain, and Homefront brings in that urban aspect, so you are in buildings and you're on staircases, and I think that's really interesting and something new, and having a team that's better at this type of thing, like the Far Cry devs, I think that would be really fantastic because I like the fact that it's like, oh yeah, I'm still looting for stuff, um, but the gunplay is, you know, still important and uh, it's not like um, uh, Dying Light where it's more uh, melee focused. I, I, I'm enjoying my time with it. I've been meaning to play it and I don't know why I picked that out of all the other stuff because I've just installed like the whole yakuza series on my ps4 so but yeah for some reason i was just like oh yeah that just play it yeah that's that's kind of the definition of that game oh yeah but yeah that's it for me all right move on to the wombat yeah, man, I ain't playing shit. All right, cool. Um, I so I did start. Uh, I mentioned last week I started playing um, Mass Effect Andromeda again. Um, and uh, you know that the game's not that bad. Yeah, I know people like it. Got a, it got a lot of flack. Um, and I could see if you were coming right off the the main trilogy, I could see it being disappointing in some ways. But it's really not that bad. No, it's not. It's a fine game. It's it's a fine game with a bad name because it's Mass Effect, and you put it up against that, and it's like, well, it's not as good as the other three, but it's still a pretty good game. They've also patched a lot of the graphic cold issues. Sure, sure. But that that game was getting yeah that that game was getting torn apart for that. I know that there was some story stuff, but it's fine. That game is fine. It kind of ends on a wet fart, but it's fine. Well, they were planning DLC, weren't they? Yes, they were, and then they canceled canceled it. it. (laughs) Yeah. So, we'll see what happens next in the universe, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm playing of it so far. Um, Man, I gotta think for a second if I played anything else. Um, (laughs) I don't think I have. 
I don't think I have. My my wife and I finished the uh, the Witcher TV series. It's a good show. Uh, very. Um, there's a lot of differences from the books, um, but <laughs> it was uh, it was good nonetheless. So they just get to certain story beats in different ways, but uh, it was good for sure. So, um, yeah, man, I wish I had more to talk about, but that's it. That's I'm gonna. Um, since I know he's listening to the show, Gambus, see, this is proof that you can be on the show even if you haven't played very many games. We we were joking about you that. You can still before be this, here. We were joking about that before the show. Like nobody tuned in for Gambus's ga- Gambus's gaming opinions. They tuned in for motherfucking Gambus. Yeah, that's right. Just Gambus. Period. So see, this is proof you can be on the show. So come back, Gambus. We miss you. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> come back. We need our. We need like a. We need to double our listener count. We need to get it up to ten, dude. You did that with just a tweet. If you were on the show, I bet it would be the best performing show we ever did. Yeah. If he made a return, don't call it a comeback because he's been here for years, rocking his peers and putting suckers in fear. We would immediately double our listenership to like six. Yeah, I mean, we'd be the biggest podcast on the interwebs. What are you talking about? It's True. fucking Gambus. It is Gambus. All right. Um, well, I had to write mine down. I played a lot of shit. Like, wow, I, I got a shitty week coming up. I'm traveling two days in a row. Um, we've got a holiday, so basically, I've got two work days, two travel days, and one day off. So it's it's kind of a hectic week for me. So I was like, you know what I'm doing this weekend? Not a motherfucking thing except playing video games. So I sat down with a lot of stuff. Um. They threw Death's Gambit up on PC Game Pass. I'd always been curious about that game, but I was never going to buy it because it was a Souls-like game. Um, so I booted up, and I played it for about 10 minutes. I'm like, y'all, this ain't for me. And I uninstalled it. That is, uh... The first enemy wrecked me. And I was like, alright! It's one of them. Moving on. Um... Played some Street Fighter V. That's a good video game now. The Champion Edition is out. All 40 characters are done. It has arcade modes. Um, I've come to the realization that I don't know any of the new Street Fighters. <laughs> like, I booted up the game. Like, there's this huge character select screen, and I'm hover over it, and I'm like, who the fuck is Lucia? Who, who the fuck is Cage? Um, who the fuck is Ed? Who's Ed? <laughs> like, I don't know these people. Is that the Abraham Lincoln-looking guy? No, that's G. G. G is the Abraham Lincoln dude. Um, that game is... That game, it's a good video game. It looks real good. It plays real good. The Champion Edition is basically a slap in the face to everybody who's been buying costumes and stages since that game came out. Costumes. Because it's fucking $25 and you get everything that probably would have cost you like $400 to buy over time. No kidding. Oh yeah, it's got every costume, every stage. The only thing that you don't get from it is like the Capcom Pro Tour stuff. <clears throat> so like every holiday costume, every uh, special stage that has come out, every holiday stage, it's like everything is in that version. All 40 characters, which the season passes were what? 20 bucks a piece and there were four of them? So that's 80 bucks by itself. That's all in the $25 upgrade or $30 if you just want to if you don't own the game at all. It's crazy. Um I also dicked around in dreams. 
that came out on Friday. So tell me about your drug-fueled rampage through that engine. I think so. I'm not. I'm not a builder. I'm not gonna like when you boot the game up. It gives you two options. It's like, do you want to surf the dream or do you want to create the dream? I will never click create the dream. Um, I barely have time to play video games. I certainly don't have time to make one. But considering that thing has only been out to the public for a couple days, I see a hell of a lot of potential in this. I'm wondering if something's going to happen to this game. So there's somebody's gonna get yeah somebody's gonna get hit with a seat so there is a a recreation of kokiri forest from uh oh shit why am i blanking on the 64 name ocarina of time ocarina of time um it's a straight up recreation of that with the music what there is a simpsons game and it has the music there are Mario levels, and he has the fucking voice. <laughs> it's, it is weird, man. But I can see some real potential, and I can't wait to see what somebody who does want to spend the time do creates in this thing. Like, I was seeing some people have recreated pieces of Dead Space in here. Um, I played Yeah, a that was game. an early... I remember seeing that in the off the beta. The Dead Space one was really impressive. Yeah, and I mean, there's everything in here. Like, I found a Family Guy level. I found a Simpsons level. I found a Mario Tomb Raider. Uh, there's a Fallout level. I mean, just about anything you could think of is probably in here. Like, the Mario level I played. I mean, he had the moves he has from 64. Like, you could triple jump. You could jump and, and dive. You could do your little jump kick. People have recreated this shit. It's impressive. There's a kart racer that's in there that I played that was really fun. <laughs> like, it's impressive, man. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in here. Um, the, I think the biggest question is obviously going to be, do people stick with it? And what will be taken down? <laughs> Because I can't imagine that it's okay to just straight up rip music. Yeah, and... this is. I just had. I had to look it up because, like, the Dead Space one. It's you know it was really impressive, but it also was like, okay, this is clearly. I know what you're going for, but I don't know how much of a legal case there is. But well, the Mario yeah, one is straight up, straight up, just the audio. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds oh just God. like Mario. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something I've thought about too much. But and what's cool is the engine allows you to create anything. Like there are two D side scrollers, there are three D platformers, there are um, people have created dioramas, uh, music videos, um, interactives. Like it's kind of crazy. If it wasn't 40 bucks, if it was 30 bucks, I would say if you just want to go in and look at things, it's worth it just for that. Like, I I think it would be great if they would sell these in, like, piecemeal. Like, the creation tool is 20 bucks, the, the surfing tool is 20 bucks, or you can buy them both for 30. I think that would have been the best route to go. Because I think a lot of people are really going to like digging through That's... these things. It's not something I'm going to sit here and invest time in playing these games that these people are creating. But, 
being able to see what these people create and playing them. And you're like, wow, you can really do a lot with this tool. It's impressive. Like I even played a Batman game that when I booted it up, it said, are you using a PS4 or a PS4 Pro? Like that's in there that they can code. That's cool. Yeah. Like that stuff is really neat. Like they really thought a lot about this stuff. So I will definitely be doing kind of a check-in on that game from time to time just to see what people are creating. And I will definitely keep my eye out for things that people are. I'm not a big fan of the menu to surf through dreams because it feels like it's kind of clunky. Um, They do like kind of showcase stuff at the top. Like here are the ones that we've created. Here are the most popular. Here are the ones people are talking about. And then you can sort by, you know, what kind is it? Is it a single player game? Is it a multiplayer game? Is it a um, experience? Is it a visual? Is it an audio thing? So you can search by that, but like scrolling through the different ones, like, it feels slow and clunky and also it doesn't necessarily give you the best idea of what it is. Luckily it doesn't take long to get into it, to play it, to see what it is. But I think there's going to be some cool stuff out there. Um, a game I forgot to talk about last week is a game called Kunai. Um, oh, tell me uh, about this. Cause I've, I've been interested in the visuals and hearing those. Yeah, so so stop me. Stop me. If you've heard this, it is a, 2D Metroidvania pixel art style game. <laughs> yeah, that that that's still better than it's a roguelike. Yeah, it's not a roguelike. Um, you play as a tablet, like an iPad, and the hook to this game are your grappling hooks, hence the name Kunai. He's using Kunai to grapple the walls. So he's kind of got like this Spider-Man kind of swinging thing. Um, it's a good game um i like the visuals i especially like like the facial expressions that the character has because when he's like attacking people he gets this like gritty look on his face um and they do a lot of good animation on the face of the tablet the exploration is okay uh it takes about an hour before you get the map which the map is imperative I do like how they introduce the map. They put you in a maze that kind of repeats itself, and it's like you can't find your way out of it. So then the guy's like, hey, you've been getting lost? Here's a map. So I thought that was clever. Um, the combat feels good. It um, takes a little bit to get used to. The jump's got kind of this like little floatiness to it. Luckily, you can attack in any direction, so like you can attack from above, below, um as you go through, you get more items to open new areas of level. So you might go to one area and then it's blocked off and then you're like, Oh, well I can come back later. And, and it's a good game and it feels bulky. I would say it's probably like 15 to 20 hours. Um, but I've enjoyed what I've played of it. I like how every level has like its own theme and color with like the visual style. Um, the music is, is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's a good game. It's a little pricey, if I remember. Isn't it like $25 or something? I, I don't remember the exact price, but it felt what, like it What was, are you playing it on? Uh, Switch. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I've been looking at it on the PC. I think it's 20 Yeah, PC is probably 20? cheaper. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think it's also on PS4 and Switch, or is it just on Switch? I don't remember. Um, but no, it's it's good. Um, it's one of those. So 
like I said, the hook is the the mobility with the kunai. With the you start off by only getting one, but eventually you get a second one, and then you can kind of upgrade um, the the weapons that you've got. So when you first get them, you can just climb up walls, but eventually you can like hook one to each wall and then kind of bungee yourself up, which is cool. So it's it's very much a Metroidvania that's based around mobility. Um. I also booted up the Bleeding Edge beta this weekend, um, which is Ninja Theory's upcoming Xbox One PC game. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that game is just... I know they've been saying it's not like this game because of this, but that is fucking Overwatch in third person. Um, it's a 4v... Yep. Yeah, it's a 4v4 game. Very wild and outlandish characters. There are three classes. Can you guess what they are? A tank, DPS, and healer. There you go, Drew. There's even a dude that looks just like Lucio. Guess what? Uh, guess what he is? He's a healer that uses music. Yes, he does. Are you fucking me? No. His, oh my uh, god, that's bad. Did you just say, "Are you fucking me"? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pull up his name. If you look for him, because when I first he he's in the tutorial when you play the tutorial. His name is, is, is Lucio. No, it's it's not the same. So the character names are very much like what you would hear in a game like Overwatch. They're very anime. His name is Zero Cool. That's and I swear cool. to God, if you saw him, the only difference is, is he doesn't use skates. He's riding around in like a little chair. But he has headphones on. He's got the same sort of. He's got the same aesthetic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, right now there's currently 12 characters, mostly DPS. I think there's three tanks, four healers, and the rest are DPS. Um, every character has two abilities and an ultimate. <laughs> is this so sounding far. familiar? I just, I don't get it. What, what, it, what is it about, like, just, like, I think I can do that better? So, <laughs> the biggest difference to this game, um, obviously it's not as fleshed out, it's brand new. It's it's not. I mean, it's it's fun. It it has that ninja theory combat. So there is a lot of melee characters, and the melee characters feel very good. Um, the range characters don't feel as good, but I'm assuming it's just like Overwatch. You've kind of got to get used to what the characters can do, who they're good against, um, what kind of fits your play style. Um, one of the things that I think is neat about their abilities is, and they teach you this in the advanced tutorial, is that sometimes the ability has what's called a double tap. So, for example, there's a healer that they, they show this with, where if you tap it once, it heals whoever on your team that you're targeting. But if you double tap it, it heals yourself. And I thought that was an interesting kind of spin on the abilities thing. Um, each character actually has two ultimates. You can actually pick which one you want when you pick the character, that's kind of different. Um, but it is very much, uh, one of the game modes is, is control. You take a point, you control it, you get points for having the control point. Uh, and also you get points for getting kills. So they are, they are rewarding kills. Unlike overwatch, overwatch kills don't matter except in the team fight. Um, the second mode that they teach you how to play is a mode where you pick up these barrels and you, deliver them, so kind of capture the flaggy, and you can also kill enemies that are carrying the barrels and pick up what they have. Uh, but so, then you do have to deliver it. 
So let me ask you this. You say, so Overwatch is all about like your tanks are there to shield. If this is a melee based game, how does a tank work exactly? So not every character is strictly melee. Okay. So there are melee tanks. There are hybrid um, characters and there are um, ranged characters. So there'll be characters who fight from a distance. There'll be characters who can do both. And there'll be characters who only fight up close. So it's really going to be figuring out, like I said, what fits your play style and who can counter who. Not unlike Overwatch, but again, this is only going to have 12 characters at launch, so it's going to be a lot easier to get into. Um, I think this will be a neat diversion. I think the only reason that it's even going to make any dent is because it's on fucking Game Pass. Yeah. People are going to play it. The question is, is how long are they going to play it? So... I like it. I think it looks really good. I think it's fun to play. I'll be very interested to see about its longevity and whether or not it will actually take away from... Because Overwatch is so... Like, when I was playing Bleeding Edge, I was, like, looking at the buttons, you know? Yeah. When I'm playing Overwatch, it's all muscle memory. I know which bumper does what for every character, all 30 characters. I know what the buttons do. And in this one, I'm like, oh, that does that. That seems like that would be a cool combo. So... At what point do you play it and you go, well, I can just go play this game that I'm more comfortable with. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The other game I played a little bit of was Zombie Army 4. That's one of those. I mean, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I really wish I had people to play with, but nobody bought it. So, it's fine. Um... The final Metro Exodus DLC came out this week, so I reached out to PR to see if I could get a code because I, I beat the main game. I reviewed it. I really liked it. Um, I never played the first DLC, uh, so on Saturday I sat down and played through the entire first DLC, which is called Two Kernels, and that is really fucking good. Um, it basically takes a part that happens in the main story of Exodus that you don't see and you kind of get some backstory with a character that you meet in Exodus. And it's actually really well done. It's really well written. Uh, it's, a, it's a touching story. And I really liked the change in flow of the game. Um, so you use a lot of the flamethrower in this DLC. And you're kind of burning off this slime down in the metro. Um, but it's... Um, I've really, really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to playing the other DLC, which is called Sam's Story. And I have to say that going back to Metro Exodus, it's just amazing how good that fucking game looks. That game looks so good. And I'm really happy to be back in that world playing again and looking forward to playing the second DLC. I wonder if it's any longer. Like, the first DLC took me, I want to say, maybe a couple hours. So it's not like super long. It's just a self-contained story. Uh, so I'm kind of curious how the other one plays out. Which also, from what I understand, is a character that's in Exodus and they go off and do something and you kind of get to experience that story that you didn't in the main game. Which I think is cool. And finally, the last game that I played, and I played a ton of this game, is Darksiders Genesis. So on Friday, that finally came out, you know, everywhere else. It had only been on PC and Stadia when it came out last year, so I I did not play it. 
It is now finally out on Xbox, PS4, and Switch. And that might be my second favorite Darksiders game. I still think the first one is the best one, hands down. I think that first game is incredible. Um, this one is different. So, it's not made by the original Darksiders team. It's made by... So when the first Darksiders was made, they split off into two different teams. One of them became... Uh, what's the team that makes Remnant? What are they called? Gunfire Games? And the other team went off and became Airship Syndicate, which ended up making Battle Chasers Night War. A very underrated game that you should play. It's very good. I think that's the one that has Joe Matt actually as part of it. Yes, Joe Matt is at Airship Syndicate, yes. Um, and then the Gunfire Games are the ones that did Darksiders 3 and Remnant from the Ashes. So basically these guys split off into two teams and they're still making good video games. <laughs> Uh, but these guys, Airship Syndicate, made Darkside Genesis. Um, this is their first Darksider since they switched off. And think of it as a Darksiders game from a Diablo perspective. Now, it is not a Diablo game. It does not have like loot and stuff like Darksiders 2 did. Um, it still has these weapons that you pick up that will allow you to get to new areas. Each level is separate. So they're built into chapters. There's 16 chapters. Each chapter is a storyline. Uh, the game stars Strife and War. They are together, once again, doing a mission for the Chart Council. Once again, running into Volgrim. Uh, but this one takes place... <clears throat> I don't know when it takes place. I'd need to look it up. But I think it's before the first game. Might be. Um, Samael is in it. And one thing the Darksiders games have always done is the voice acting is top top tier. And it feels like all the characters that were from the first Dark like War's voice sounds the same. Samael sounds different. I don't think it's the same voice actor. Uh, but all the voices are great. Strife is a fantastic character. I really hope he gets his own game. Like a proper Darksiders game at some point. Um, but I really like his character in the game. And it's a it's a co-op game that you can play solo. When you're playing solo, you can switch between War and Strife at will. Um, and it's just... I've been just hooked to this game. I think I'm about 10 hours in, and I think I just hit Chapter 10. Um, so I'm just kind of going through this, and I'm having a ball. Like, the combat feels great. Like, both characters feel completely different. Like, Strife feels more like a ranged character, whereas War is more of a close-up melee character. A lot of the same moves and abilities that you saw in the first Darksiders is there. He eventually gets the gauntlet. Um, you know, he gets all these other different moves. And, you know, the reason why I think it takes place before the first one is because eventually you get the ability to do the, the overdrive, where you turn into the big demon, and War acted like he'd never done it before. And I know that you do it in the first game. So that's why I think it takes place before the first one. I can't follow the whole story of Lucifer and Samael and all this demon shit. Like it's I know what it is, the four horsemen, I get it. But it gets confusing. They do talk about Eden. It is a it's a prequel. Okay. I just good. looked it up. It it makes sense because they talk about Eden, they talk about um like Samael and War act like they've never talked before. Like War knows who he is, but if you remember in the first Darksiders, he deals with Samael a lot in that game. So 
and he seemed to know Valgrim in the first game, whereas in this one he kind of acts like he didn't. So, yeah, it makes sense that it's a it's a prequel. But if you have ever enjoyed a Darksiders game, this, like I said, is probably the best one I've played since the first one. Um, it does not come without any issues. So the perspective makes this game very hard to see in some areas. Like you can't spin the camera. Um, it's a it's a set camera angle. Uh, so sometimes things get lost. Also, the default text size is super, super, super fucking small. But thankfully, you can increase that in the options menu. Also, it feels like there's some there's some weird glitches. Um, like the the opening cutscene felt like the audio was off. Um, seemed to be some hitches here and there, but nothing that has broken the game to where I can't play it. I've never hit a glitch that like I got stuck in. I've went inside of walls, but I've always come back out of them. So it's not like I'm having to start my game over. Um, but no, if you've ever liked a Darksiders game, this is probably the best one I've played since the first one. Now you said you're 10 hours in and you think you just started uh, chapter 10. How many 10. are there? 16. Okay. So it's probably about a 15, 20 hour game. And it is worth noting that every level has collectibles and stuff that you can get to upgrade. <clears throat> And you can go back to those chapters. There's also an arena mode where you can just kind of go in and do hordes and all of the souls and stuff from that carry over that you can use to upgrade your character. Ah, that's cool. Um, probably one of the new, the new hook to this one is what they call the creature cores. So as you kill an enemy, you'll get basically like um, if you've played Bloodstained, when they drop the item, you get these cores um, Purple ones are from normal enemies. Orange ones are from bosses and bigger enemies. And there's this giant tree that gives you passive bonuses. So, for example, one of the passive bonuses that I have is when you do a dodge with the left trigger, sometimes it'll leave a lava behind it. Now, um, when you get the creature cores, they're one of three types. There's the health type, the attack type, and the chaos type, or whatever they call that. What is the meter that fills up? You can do moves. I can't remember. I think it's Havoc, something like that. But if you match the creature core to that, you get a bonus. Um, And as you kill more enemies and get more cores, they level up. So I think like the max is like 30 for one core. So every time you get one, it just adds to that in the tree. And there are three levels that it goes up. So as you get more, that ability becomes more powerful and unlocks more passive abilities. It's a neat system. Um, and at first it was a little confusing to do, but you can just literally go in there and pick and remove what you want in what place. If you don't match it, like if you put a a health one and an attack one, you'll still get a benefit, but you won't get a bonus benefit. So, but no, this, if you like Darksiders, you need to play this game. It's really fucking good. And you can play co-op. If you know somebody else that has it, you can, one of you can play Strife, one of you can play War. Um, you can play split screen on the same screen and you can partner up with randos. Um, there are little things in every level that you can go to and just say, Hey, I want to find a partner and you can partner up for specific parts of the game or you can partner up for the whole level. So cool. But yeah, it's, um, very, very good. And that's it. That's everything I play. <laughs> Is that it? Really? Yeah. Wow. It was a good weekend. Let me say that. 
I legitimately just sat in my chair and played video games. And I enjoyed them. They were good video games. Whew. All right. Let's talk about what's coming out this week. We've got the Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th Anniversary <clears throat> bundle. So Bayonetta and Vanquish will be releasing on PS4 and Xbox One this week, running in 4K, 60 frames per second. Uh, we've also got DCL, the game. Not DLC, DCL. Actually, I think that's a... um. What do they call those? Uh, drone uh, games. We've got Hunt Showdown. I'm guessing physical or 1.0. I don't know. Knighton Plus. Shinmu 3 Story Quest Pack. I didn't even know they were doing DLC for Shinmu 3. Was that a thing? I had no idea. Yeah. I guess so. I, I, it's the first pack, I guess, is coming out this week. I, I don't know. Uh, Autobahn Police Simulator 2. Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler Bundle. Yeah. Katana Kami, A Way of the Samurai Story. Townsman, A Kingdom Rebuilt. Alright, you ready for this? I'm about to piss off everybody when I butcher this name. Undernight in Birth EXE Late CL-R Collector's Edition. Okay. What is that? What does that even mean? What's a fighting game? Well, I know what it is, but what does it mean? What is Undernight Inbirth EXE Late CL R? Sounds like I'm summoning Candyman. What's going on? I don't know. Okay. I'm sure the weebs know, right? Nobody? Weeaboos, yes. Okay. Bullet Sorrow VR. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I offended any of the weird. No, I'm not. Uh, and Draugen. Draugen? Draugen. Draugen. <laughs> the girl, this <laughs> giant Draugen. That's what it's called. Draugen. It breathes power. Um, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue is finally coming to Xbox this week. Uh, bunny Parking. Okay. <laughs> oh god, that choked me. Um, lost artifacts, an ailment, and of course, Dragons also coming out on Xbox because whatever that is. My new favorite game. <clears throat> I feel like I need to play it now. Uh, <laughs> Switch. What is coming out on Switch? We've got Psycho Shooting Stars Bravo. Uh, 3,000th Duel, A Sound Plan, Blood Will Be Spilled, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition, Frederick, Geo Rifters, Lines XL, who's playing a video game? I hear your controller. Awesome. Sega Ages Puyo Puyo 2. <laughs> Uh, Sega Ages Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sudoku Relax 4 Winter Snow. What the fuck? Uh, Uncharted Tides Port Royale. 
Undernight Inbirth Weeaboo CLR is also coming to Switch. Uh, Vitamin Connection. <laughs> Fuck. Brief Battles. Oh, God, please let that be like people fighting in their underwear. Guaranteed. CL Fledge, a daughter raising simulator. Ego sweet. Protocol. What? I said sweet. I, like, I don't know what else to say about that. I, video games are weird, man. Yep. Uh, Ego Protocol Remastered. Fishing Adventure. King Lucas. Uh, Otherworldly. Tower of Babel No Mercy. And Ubermosh Omega. It's all capitalized, so that's why I did. Ubermosh Omega 100% sounds like it would be a black metal festival <laughs> in <laughs> Norway. Hell yeah, dude, with dudes with like fucking black eyeliner and shit. Eyeliner? <laughs> their whole, f- f- like right around their eyes are black. Well, they'd have like, like yeah, they have the paint. triangles drawn under their eyeballs in that's black. The, yeah. Yeah. Music in the background that sounds like a fucking avalanche. <laughs> the double kick bouncing off rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can feel I can, I'm there. I can feel that. I got that energy going. All so, right, let's do you. Well, well, go ahead. Hold on. Um, the, uh, last week, the Yakuza 3, 4, 5 yeah, came out. came out last week, yeah. So I picked it up. Um, I don't know why they felt it necessary to give you a Yakuza 5 case for PS3. Because, dude? Like, what the fuck? It's fucking cool, dude. Uh, it's, it's an empty case. There's nothing in it. I know. It's cool, dude. Uh, it's... <laughs> Video games are cool, dude. Yeah. What was it? Um, Limited Run did um, uh, the Star Wars games for the N64, and they put them in, like, fucking bu- clamshell packages. Yeah, I mean, that shit's yeah. cool, man. <clears throat> I'd never buy it, but here, it's cool. here's 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 the reason why it doesn't make sense to me though. With this, um, so it's a box that has the like, there's this, uh, I don't know, paper DVD case, Blu-ray case, or whatever, with the plastic trays inside that the uh, actual discs sit in, three and four on one, five on the other, um. And that goes inside a box, and then next to it in the box is the Yakuza 5 case. So you can't even display the Yakuza 5 case on the shelf separately because it's in the box with the game. Like, it doesn't... You know, if it was just something, like, like attached with, like, a saran wrap or whatever on the outside, you could, like, put it on the case next to the PS3 copies. But it's just like it's now the box is empty. I, I don't fully understand the thought process there. You're not supposed to understand it. Oh, fucking. It's just supposed to be there. Great. All right, let's do some news. There's a new expansion coming to the Division 2. You're going back to New York, baby. <laughs> it's called Coast Recon <laughs> Breakpoint or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> You're just going. You're just going to go into that game. Yes. Um, to celebrate this, they put the game on sale for like two dollars and ninety nine cents. So if you didn't own the Division Two, you should probably own it now. Who remembers the 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 Nintendo PlayStation? 
Oh, yeah. So one of these has surfaced up on eBay. And I believe the, the bid that I saw, I'm, I'm not 100% sure this is still accurate, but the last bid I saw was at over $400,000. I mean, it's the only. No, there's uh, like 12 one. of them. Uh, yeah, but no, this is the one that's been being shown around, I believe. Yeah. Somebody's bid four hundred thousand dollars on it. <clears throat> <That's>... <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like people misunderstand what makes that whole thing interesting. That it's not the hardware; it's what may have come of the hardware. Yeah, I don't think it actually has. I mean, I think there's a there's couple. Nothing, there's nothing for it. There's not yeah. a single thing for it. Now, I believe somebody has made a game that you can basically play on the Super Nintendo using the bios from the cd rom drive but like that's not what's interesting about the whole idea of play like sony making the disc piece for the super nintendo it's like what would have happened if sony and nintendo worked alongside each other yeah like to me the hardware is fascinating but then also like kind of useless because it doesn't do anything. So yeah, but when you're it. when you're buying it at that level, you're not buying yeah, you're, it so you can actually do something with it. You're right, buying it to put in a case somewhere. Let I, me I ask just, you. Let me ask you yeah. this: if you if you had that kind of scratch, would you buy it? Personally, yeah. No. That's a lot. Like if I half if a I, million dollars almost. Yeah, like it, it, it'd be one thing if I were if like that's what I devoted my life to was just like preserving old video game history you probably wouldn't have a half a million dollars well that too but i mean like <laughs> even even if i did like i believe like, like you know how many prototypes could you save for that money over the hardware that's already been dumped and everything right like i don't know it, it, it's just it's hard to justify that cost for something that does nothing i know the secret i know what's happening michael bloomberg is buying it no oh. just because Sorry. He's going to buy it and he's going to make a political ad out of it. Oh, yeah. He's like. <laughs> I'm Michael. the only Democratic candidate for president that owns this Nintendo and PlayStation hybrid. <laughs> you ever heard of this? Guess you ever who heard played of on it? <clears throat> president Obama. That's right. I, Checkmate. Checkmate. I'm, I'm surprised of what is it? Heritage aux- Auctions isn't holding it. Uh, it's up on eBay. I know. Yeah, that for sure. well, the Heritage Auctions is the people that have been. I believe it's Heritage. I, I don't follow the auction sites, but like one of them has been do, getting into like graded video games, and they're the ones that sold like the Super Mario Brothers for like twelve thousand or whatever it was. The seal one still sealed in the package. Yeah, yeah, and this they had a specific <laughs> sticker back on it in something like that. So, do you think? Do you think this Nintendo PlayStation has like yellowed? At all? Is it the same plastic? It is. Yeah, it has. I've seen pictures of it. So you're going to pay $400,000 for something that looks like it was in a smoker's house. you got to retro-bright it. <laughs> got to cool. take it out and pour the... Uh, uh, I wouldn't pour anything on something I paid $400,000 for. <laughs> Throw that out there. Just a little bit of hydrogen <clears throat> peroxide on the plastic. Yeah, I'm just, it's Re- fine. Revert the... Uh, <clears throat> revert the yellowing. Speaking of PlayStation... Sony has launched the website for the PS5, saying that the release date, price, and more to be revealed soon. Thanks. But another piece to the story is, is this came out, I think it was on Friday, 
Um, it's looking like the cost of manufacturing the PlayStation 5 is running at about $450. So yep. we we are not getting sub $499. And, and just to be fair, and, and props to Mike Futter, who dissected this out on Twitter, basically saying that the 450 manufacturing cost is where it starts. Like, we're still not talking about other costs. So the cost of manufacturing and putting a PlayStation 5 on a shelf at Best Buy is going to be 450 plus. Yeah. Well, you got marketing in there as well. The marketing, the marketing is going to increase the price, but generally <clears throat> like nobody makes money off the consoles, not the stores and not Sony. Mm. Like Sony is paying for the retail space, but they're paying for the retail space anyways. So I know this used. To, I know that used to be the way it did work, but currently companies are trying to make it so that their consoles are are profitable out of the gate. Nintendo has always done this. Hmm. Um, PlayStation worked very hard to do this with PlayStation Four. Um, it ended up not happening because of the changes they made at the at the eleventh hour to beat Microsoft, which ended up helping them in the long run, but their initial goal, if you read the story about the history of the PlayStation, the 25 year story, their goal after PlayStation three was to make consoles profitable from the date that they start. And this is how it's been going. Now with that said, the $450 manufacturing price means you're at least seeing 499, but 499 would still be taking a loss. Mm -hmm. The question is, is Sony going to do that? Yes. Do you yeah. think so? I don't think it'd be a major loss. I mean, four ninety nine is still a loss, and if you, you're going to you sell, a remember they console, make they they don't have to pay the licensing fee for Blu-rays because they they're the ones that make them. Yeah, but the licensing fee is what, like five dollars. It's it not that, that is not. It doesn't, but it doesn't. But it's it still not. A, it's still not a game changer. What I'm saying is, is this is going to. So from what I understand, and this is just picking up bits and pieces around the internet, Sony's problem is that they're also having a trouble with the DRAM and they're not able to get at the price that they want. Also, if you remember, Sony has kind of gone to, this is our business. PlayStation is our biggest business. Whereas Microsoft, and and I'm speaking solely from the fact that Series X, from what I hear, is actually around 460, 470 for this cost. And this is just an estimate. Nobody's pulled this out from anywhere. So it costs more to make a Series X than it does a PS5. The difference is Microsoft could afford to take a $100 hit for console. PlayStation really can't. Like, that's their business. So I'm curious. Like, And it's one of the reasons why we haven't heard anybody talk about price yet is because one of them is waiting for the other one to talk about it. Yep. So it will be very interesting, but I mean, you can safely assume that neither console is going to be less than $99. That's like going to be like 600 bucks here. So I think $599 US dollars. I'm sorry, but if either console is priced at that, they fail. They won't. I can't imagine. We've already seen it. We've already seen it. We've had a $599 console and it failed out of the gate. Now, granted, it picked up Steam. As time went on, well, let's also be fair. 
that it picked up steam on a console generation that lasted longer than any other console generation in history. The PS3 360 era lasted fucking eight years. And the PlayStation 3 finally became profitable towards the end of that. If the console generation had ended after five, PlayStation 3 would have been fucked. So, yeah. Um, Also, a funny note that came out this weekend that drove fanboys crazy is that uh, head of PlayStation, I think it was Jim Ryan, came out and basically said, you know what, consoles are not really as important as the thing, as the service that they're played on. Which is what Microsoft said what, six months ago, and everybody tore them apart? Well, of course you'd say that. You're not selling as many. It's really not about... I read a really good, like, synopsis the other day about this coming generation. We've heard it a thousand times before this one, but I really feel like it's it's very likely that it's going to happen by the end of PS5 Series X generation consoles are not going to be iterations like they used to be. I think we're just going to get more powerful systems and it's going to be about the services. Yep. So things like Game Pass will be playable on a TV, on a Roku device, on a maybe at some point on a PS5 or a Switch. And the same with PlayStation. I think PlayStation and Xbox become the new X, Netflix and Hulu. And it for a kind of a simplified way to explain it. So, I don't know. It's crazy, right? This may be the last quote-unquote console generation. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. it's um, There's a lot happening this year between Project X Cloud, Stadia, um, was it NVIDIA's getting into it, you know, Amazon's talking about getting into it, so, speaking of dying trends, E3 2020. Yeah, no kidding. So, Jeff Keighley came out this week and said he is not going to E3. Basically, if there was like a mascot or a poster child for E3, it was probably Keighley. He hosted like the the three-day coverage on YouTube. Like, his face was at the forefront of everything E3. Like, everything I watched last year, E3 him. And he has decided he is not going because he does not like where the show is going. So. That's now Sony and Keeley out of E3. And Sony out of E3 on a console cycle year. Yeah. Which is the more important thing there. Yeah. That's huge. It's a console. They're launching a new console in the fall, and they're not going to E3. If we go back to the beginning of E3, what was the biggest thing that happened at E3? Console reveals, man. You got a new Xbox? You got a new PlayStation? You got a new Nintendo? It's up on that stage. Look at this shit. Ravi drums, baby. God. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one who remembers Ravi drums. Oh, I remember Ravi drums. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. One of the best things ever. Whew. So yeah, lots going on. It's gonna be a gonna be a crazy year. Um, trying to think. If there's anything else big, big, big? Um, no. I think that's the biggest stuff. 
No new games announced this week, I don't think. The Witcher sales of the game rose 500% after the show came out. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's crazy, right? That's a lot of motherfucking... That's a lot of motherfucking games. Netflix, man. Do you see they're doing a Resident Evil series? No, I did not. Yeah, live-action Resident Evil series. I bet that game... Man, if they could get that out around the time RE3 comes out... They also announced Castlevania Season 3 in March. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. You also see Mark Hamill's playing Skeletor? No. In the yeah, new I did animated, see that. Animated Masters of the Universe on, on guess what? Netflix! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there's two... Um, Two new SNES and Nintendo games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Super NES Games is getting Poppin' Twin B and Smash Tennis, while the NES is getting Shadow of the Ninja and Eliminator Boat Duel. Huh. So those games are releasing on the 19th. So on Wednesday. Be able to pick those up. We got an email from Mookie who yelled at me last week for not it, but it had not come in when we, when we read emails. He says, hello, everyone. A long time. No see to the point that I've missed contribution for Game of the Year 2019. Since my personal lists are becoming a lot more unorthodox due to real life stuff, I believe that it deserves to be mentioned as a long time listener to the show. It's very entitled of you, Mookie. No, I'm just kidding. 2019, it was an interesting year. It's where my PC finally died on me after five years or so of service and finally transitioned to gaming laptops, which I am so thankful of carrying my big machine and playing my favorite PC games on the fly. But here are my personal Game of the Year games, which I enjoyed playing, regardless of the release date, with no particular order except for one in which I will explain why. Whew, that's a big list. Number one, The Witcher 3. Number two, Slay the Spire. Number three, Bloons TD6. Number four, Kind Words. Number five, Rebel Inc. Number six, Sky Hill. Number seven, Super Blood Hockey. Number eight, House Flipper. Number nine, Pacer. Number 10, Hitman 2. Number 11, Police Stories. Number 12, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 13, Distance. 14, Vainglory. 15, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Number 16, Minecraft. Number 17, Subnautica. Number 18, they are both. I told you it was a long list. Number 19, X Morph Defense. Number 20, Hidden Folks. Number 21, Metro Exodus. 22, Detroit Become Human. 23, Uncharted 4. <laughs> 24, DJ Max. 25, The Jackbox Party Pack 3. 26, Sniper Elite 4. 27, Alpha Protocol. 28, Some Sudoku Game on the Phone. <laughs> Why did you say Alpha Protocol like that? This is his game of the year for 2019. Drew. Well, he played it in 2019, I guess. I don't care. I'm saying. Uh, now to my personal game of the year 2019, it's Metro Exodus. Even though The Witcher 3 was played this year, I just can't help but think about Metro. Maybe it's stealth mechanics or crafting or the semi-open world experience, but overall I was present and satisfied in the end. Plus, the first DLC was very good too. So now it's 2020. We're in the second month of the year. I just want to say that Children of Morta blew me away and should give this game a try. I did. There's a progression to the game, even though you'll die a lot, in which you need to, but I'll talk about that game in future emails to come. 
I did play Children of Morda. Fine. Whew. All right. Over to the Twitter. Mark, I apologize for missing these last week. These came. Our show was very short last week. So these tweets came after the show had done recording. But Mark says, play through Rage 2, and it was really enjoying it until the final mission. I wouldn't activate, preventing me from finishing the game. Had to look online, and it appears to be a common issue which hasn't been fixed. Only solution is to play through the whole game again. That sucks. Uh, also playing Slay the Spire, A Plague Tale, and my friend Pedro having a ball with all of them. Uh, Mookie tweeted and said, you guys think that you guys get the Peggle effect from playing Glass Masquerade? Speaking of which, Drew, you didn't talk about that. Did you not buy it? I didn't buy it yet, no. But it was on sale if you pre-ordered it. I'm sure it was. How did you not buy this game that you've been stoked for and you ain't bought it? Dude, I've been doing Witcher 3 constantly. Are you like in the, like, across the room? No, I'm just not leaning in on the mic. <laughs> He's just back playing a video game. What's I up? Am. What's up? I'm not uh, sure the Peggle effect is. The pe- Did you not play Peggle? Yeah, I've played Peggle. It's super fucking addictive, man. It is addictive. Okay. That's what Glass Masquerade is. It's just like you don't okay. understand why it's so addictive, but okay. it is. Yeah, that's I was like, I know the Tetris effect. That's actually a thing. I, I'm that's actually a video f- game. Well, that too, but I mean, it's actually a term used, but I've never heard of the Peggle effect. You know what? This is video games, Anthony. We can make a, a thing about everything. All right, great. You know, we've we've created genres out of. No, nothing. you don't understand. When I said okay, great, I meant I was tuning out. Oh, thanks, Nick. <laughs> Steve says a friend of mine is a cinematographer and has to film the first season of Ice Goes Amish with Vanilla, and he said all Rob would say is, "Don't call me Ice." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I can't believe that that conversation actually happened. All right, here's a tweet from somebody you may or may not know. Uh, This is from some guy named Jason. He says, listening to the N4G podcast episode 586, the conversations about classic gaming is making me feel nostalgic. You know who this Jason guy is? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Oh, wait, there's a hashtag. Bring back the con. Nice. He said that? No, Jeremy said that. Oh. Because you know, as soon as he speaks, everybody's got to be like, yo, you coming back? Now i got to scroll through all of his likes and, and follows and hearts. <laughs> he says, I he picked looks, up an... It's like, it's like one of those, like, uh, wise men on the top of a mountain. That, like, people crawl all the way up the mountain to ask him one question. <laughs> That's he Canvas just, Con. He, he just, just sits just, on top of a mountain. He just and like every five years, he says like ten words, and Sir. everybody that's ever listened to our show <laughs> is interacts with it. <laughs> you just you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, oh, great and mighty Con, could you please give me your witness wisdom? He's like, what's up? <laughs> Greetings programs. <laughs> they just, then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, they just, 
He's he's got it like a he's got like a seven foot long beard that he grew in ten minutes. You know what? He kind of does. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? He's got no, I haven't seen him. Yeah. I haven't seen him since his birthday party. When was that? Not last oh. year, or year before, maybe. Oh, when we went to Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah, he's got like a ponytail and a big old beard. Man, dude, looks like a fucking wizard from fucking Elder Scrolls. Sitting at the top of the mountain. <laughs> He's that question He's doing, you just to. said. You just said Elder Scrolls, and now I'm picturing him doing like the dragon shout, except it's just the word "sup," and yeah. it shakes the entire uh, area. Uh, it probably Stops could. Trees and shit. Oh god, man, I miss that dude. Miss that dude. Fusro sup. <laughs> Uh, what's what's even better is like as I read his Twitter as he's talking about it, he still has that picture on there from like 1994. <laughs> of you guys at Kings Island? Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. dude, neither one of us looks like that anymore, especially you. Oh, he does say I picked up a Nintendo Switch Lite for my wife, and have been recently listening to the show. I'm getting back into gaming. Well, how about you get back into gaming podcasting? Yeah. But he says, he says, I miss you guys as well, but I feel that I've become a filthy casual. Thus yeah. wouldn't have much to contribute. Dude, I played Mass Effect Andromeda and nothing else. <laughs> we've, talked, we've talked about Glass Masquerade more positively than any other video game. That's because Drew and better. Ken devoted an entire podcast to Overwatch in 2020. So what? <laughs> so what? Game's still relevant. Yeah. Overwatch League's going on right now, you know? I know it. I don't know any of these people. It's, um... Their switch to YouTube really bothered me, because you used to be able to click in the um, Xbox to watch it, and it would just open Twitch. But it don't just open YouTube. Like, takes me to their website, and I'm like, I can't, no. I'm not using Edge. Fuck that shit. All right, Jeremy has a very important question for the for the podcast crew. Are you ready for this? What is your favorite fast food bacon? I got to go with Arby's. Wow, I've never thought Ooh. of that. Oh man, I don't, yeah, I don't know bacon. Yeah. What um, at fast food? Yeah, I I'm not huge on the the bacon burger thing. I'm just not. <sighs> I don't. I uh, I almost never. I almost never get bacon on a, a cheeseburger. Almost never. I mean, are we talking like specific fast food, or are we talking like can it be like fancy fast food? I, I never. Oh, are you talking about his question? Yeah, that's what. Like, because if uh, we're if, if we can include Five Guys, that's an easy. Five, five guys, guys is fast food. Well, then then it's Five Guys. Yeah. You know who gets you know who gets my pick if I'm going to say bacon, although it doesn't go on a. a a hamburger and it's not exactly fast food. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's makes their bacon fresh. It's real good. Yep. Um, if, if I had to pick a place that like, let's, let's just say for the sake of argument, it's a place that's got a window and you think of it as cheap. I think Wendy's probably has the best bacon. Yeah. I would, I would, I could go that far. Yeah. Like I've I had feel like every time I get Wendy's bacon, it's like floppy and soggy. I mean, it can be for sure, but when you get it and it's good, like here's here's a funny one. So I went to Wendy's one day and I got an order. What do they call them? The bacon cheesy fries. 
And it was literally like three pieces of bacon just thrown on top of it in like big chunks. Yep. <laughs> Instead of crumpled up into the, the cheese. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> but if I get a good, what you know, bacon double from Wendy's and it's good fresh bacon, that's probably the best bacon. I think it's Wendy's. McDonald's bacon is fucking terrible. I'm going to be honest with you. As someone that's eaten more McDonald's recently than he normally does, uh, kind of McDonald's in general is terrible. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I came to the, I think I came to the realization the other day, like I went and got, like I live in a small, small, small town. And the only thing we have here is a McDonald's and a Papa John's. And I'll sometimes go to McDonald's just because it's close and it's convenient. And I went there the other day and I got a burger and some fries and I just sat there and I took a bite and I'm like, you know what? I just don't think I like McDonald's anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I, I only, only get... for breakfast for me. I mean, breakfast there is okay. Yeah. It, it is. And I will, t- I will tell you this. If you get a fresh made McDonald's burger, it's sublime. Like I'm just talking about the, the dollar cheeseburger. But when's that ever happen? Dude, it's so fucking rare. <laughs> you got to catch it at just the right time of the afternoon. Yeah, like like I had I got it a couple times around eleven a.m. I yep. just wish their fries weren't salted to high hell. Like, you can ask for them without salt, right? Yep. Yeah, and can you know you? what? Asking for them without salt is a great way to get fresh fries. Yeah, that's uh, true. I used to do that all the time because I'm oh not huge God, on salt man. anyway. So I used to go if it was like one o'clock and I knew the fries were probably gross. I'd ask for fries without salt and uh, you get pretty much fresh made fries. So like I, I, when I get like something from, I don't know if there's, they have them in the States, uh, New York fries, which are like fresh cut fries. Right. Uh, I just drench them in salt, but like, man, the, the McDonald's is so bad. Like it's just so much salt. I'm like, yeah, I can barely eat these fries. I get their junior chickens, and I'm not enjoying enjoying those as much as I used to. Like everything there is just like this is actually even awful. Yeah, even that new quarter pounder that they put on there that they supposedly quote unquote make fresh every time you order, it's just not a good burger. Yeah, the one in my hometown, uh, uh, I've I've known multiple people who got their burgers raw there. Yeah, it's just you know you, you remember you remember when we worked at the Middletown Mall. Yep. You put that McDonald's in that little cubby hole. Yep. That manager that worked there would make us fresh burgers every time we went there. Yep. They were so good. <laughs> yep. That that was yeah. That was the bomb. Yeah, like having him cook the burgers when you ordered it. It was so good. But yeah, you get one of those cheeseburgers now that's been sitting there for like an hour and a half. Yep. Ugh. Is nasty. Bad news for sure. Uh, Curtis says, what's up, fellas? What's your take on the PS5 costing Sony $450 a console to make, and how much do you think it will affect the final price before it's on store shelves? And, Ken, you need to finish AC Odyssey. It's that good. I know, I know. Yeah. I hit Chapter 2 of Legacy. Did you hit Chapter 2? I did, I did. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting my way through it. I'm getting there. That game is really good. It really is. Yep. We talked about the the 450. I really think, unless somebody takes a hit, that we're going to see 599, and I think it's a mistake. I think the most that these machines 
can cost is four nine. I know they're worth five ninety nine. I know they are. But you can't put a six hundred dollar console in the market and expect people to buy it. It's just I just don't see people buying six hundred dollar consoles. It's stupid because let's look at phones. Phones used to be what six hundred dollars, and now they're up to as much as two k. And people still buy them. That's uh, yeah, but they subsidize them, right? Sure, they subsidize they... them. And Microsoft, maybe that's what Microsoft's doing with this whole. Yeah. What is uh, it? What's, it? What's that called? Their Xbox Ultimate plan, basically thing. RTO yeah. Xbox, rent to own Xbox. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I looked it up because I was curious to know. So, um, if it was five hundred ninety nine. In the U.S., that's seven hundred ninety-three sixty-eight in Canadian, which you know they're going to round up, so they have an even number, which is then seven ninety-nine, eight hundred dollars oh. before tax. My like, God, yeah, um, that's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more just, than I'm willing to. I, I think if PS Five or Xbox Series X launch and the price tag is five ninety-nine. I just don't think it sells. After after tax, that's nine oh two eighty seven. That is insanity. I not would not be caught dead buying that. I think the only way Microsoft gets away with it is if they put the Series X out for five ninety nine and then they sell the Series S for three ninety. From which, from what I hear, is barely more powerful than an X. So why would I even buy that? It's for people like me who don't. But why don't you just buy an X? All the games play on it. You're right. But if it's it's cheaper than the X for some reason, I don't know. But you can't sell the X for more than the S when it's the new console. You know what I mean? Yes. It's all dumb. It's all stupid. Like, why would you even do that? Like, if I was Microsoft and I really wanted to make a big statement, I'd put out the Series X for $3.99 and say, fuck it, I'm going to take the $150 hit. It ain't like Microsoft ain't got no pennies. Because you know Sony can't sell the PS5 for three ninety nine. They can't. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be a big splash this holiday, that's what you do. But I don't think Microsoft is willing to take that big a hit, so I don't think the Series X is going to be less than four ninety nine there. So. Let's <sighs> see, Sony. The PS5 is five forty nine. Like, what's well, not five ninety nine? Yeah. Oh, man. I will be very interested to see when these guys talk about price. Because it's going to take a hell of a lot of selling. Uh, Jeremy says, I picked up the DS4 back button. Not super sold on it yet, but I haven't tried it on Elite Dangerous or Diablo 3. Did any of y'all pick it up? No. No, I don't like back buttons. I have an Elite controller and I remove them. Yep. I I think think the issue is that I... like. There is rarely anything where I'm like, oh, I need a button here because it'll just be easier to tap. Uh, the only thing that like I found it useful for was Halo 5, where they had added in certain things where I was going to have to relearn the controls anyways. But because it's not um, because it's not standard, they can't program anything special for those buttons. You're just copying one button for another, basically. Um, yeah. So you're, or key binding is basically what you're doing. You still need 
certain actions bound to certain buttons. And it's like, that's great. But like, if you really wanted to get the most out of those, you'd allow me to program button combinations on them. Well, Microsoft kind of allows you to do that by allowing you to map functions to the back buttons. Uh, for example, you can map the screenshot and video clip buttons to it. And that and that's something where it's like, yeah, that's a function where you actually get something extra out of it. But it, even then, it's like, that's not really helpful for gameplay. No, it's not. And I get it. You can't give too much of an advantage, but at the same time, like then you're defeating the purpose of having those there in the first place, in my opinion. You know, you know, you know what my sole purpose for trying to make it work was? Drew will get a kick out of this when I tell you what it was. Go for it. Overwatch. Mm-hmm. The jump button on the bottom of the controller so I could wall ride as Lucio while still aiming. That's the whole purpose I wanted it. And my problem was is that I just kept hitting it on accident or I would forget to hit it because my brain has been trying to tap the A button to jump. I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. I could not get my brain to do what I wanted to do. Because in theory, if you think about it, you know, your, your ring and pinky fingers underneath the controller, you just pull that button and you're jumping and then you can still use your thumb, your right thumb to aim. But I could not get my brain to do it. So, back buttons, some people love them. I personally just don't. Curtis says, your favorite and worst PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch exclusive and the most overrated and hyped games you ever played. Sorry, those are one, that's two, one separate, or two separate questions, or one? Two separate, what's your favorite and worst PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch exclusive? That's the first question. My favorite exclusive for PS4 is probably God of War. It's either God of War or Spider-Man for me. Spider-Man for me. Um, my least favorite... Uh... <laughs> and I don't know. That's a hard one, this generation. Like, like I can't pick one for every console. Like, I, like Xbox, I mean... Xbox is Xbox. Exclusives are... Uh, you know what? I got one. Exclusive is Halo Halo what? Halo Five. I did not oh, like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Halo Five was pretty lame. Yeah, it's I hard like... for me though, because it's like I, I, uh, like, how do you answer that question? I, I don't like the gear. Sunset games, Overdrive so is probably my favorite on Xbox One. Oh no, Rare Replay. Fuck it, I'm counting it. I don't. Yeah, I'm Rare thinking. Good. I'm trying to think of like Sony exclusives that I didn't like and. Um. I don't think small, like we've made a deal. So it's on Sony only when it comes to consoles, but it's not actually a Sony game. I almost feel like I would say second son and I didn't hate that game. That was just my least favorite. Is Shenmue. Shenmue is not an exclusive. It's not a, it's not a first party. Yeah. It's but also on it, PC. Did, but he said exclusive. He didn't say first it's also party. on PC though. Shinbo Three is on Xbox One, right? No, no, it's not. Oh, but it's not. It's not, it's not, not cool. Enough. But it's console exclusive to PS4, is what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. If you want to do that, that's fine. I was thinking more first party stuff personally. I mean, for Nintendo, anything. it's it's Breath well, of first the party. I mean, it was when it was published. Was uh, I mean, all the Quantic Dream stuff was the problem is is like No Man's Sky was as well, and then that's since 
become ported to or brought to PC under their own. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're splitting, and... you're splitting hairs here. Just do first party developed. You know, you know what that is. It's not No Man's Sky. It's not Shenmue. It's fucking Spider-Man, Horizon, stuff like that. Yeah, I can't. I, I probably didn't play the worst ones. I can't really make a decision on that. I mean, to me, yeah. I, I don't like the Naughty Dog stuff. See, yeah, you know easy. what? Fuck it. Yep, Uncharted 4. Goodbye. I've never okay. played Uncharted 4, and the reason why is because I don't like the Uncharted game. So, so I was really enjoying Uncharted 4. Like, you can stealth around. And I was like, oh, this is like they've learned a lesson. Then it forced me into a gunfight. And I went, well, then why the fuck would I bother stealthing anything? And I stopped I, Nintendo's is easy because I don't have any interest in Fire Emblem. So Fire Emblem Three Houses is my least favorite. I don't Nintendo Switch. have a Switch, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, never <laughs> played, I never played um, Fire Emblem, so I, I guess I can say that. But Yeah, I have zero interest in playing that game. The, the, the problem with answering the the least favorite exclusive question is that I'm I'm at a stage in my life where I don't play stuff that I know I'm not going to like. So yeah. it's hard for me to say this is the worst game because generally speaking, if I play something, I'm enjoying it because I did my research in advance and knew it would be something I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, so it's it's I don't know it's hard for me to answer that question as far as best exclusive on uh, Xbox. Um, God, I don't know. I'd probably go Horizon Four. Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. I really one. like that game. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then Switch, it's really hard. Um, but I think I would probably say Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it's Breath of the Wild for me. I I still think that's my favorite game this generation outside of you know Witcher some other things it's just it's so fucking good yeah see i played breath of the wild on wii u so <sighs> i have it as well uh his second question is what is the most overrated and hyped games you've ever played uh, layer <laughs> was that really <laughs> overrated though oh yeah you don't remember how hyped up that game was well yeah but i mean when it when they got scores did people actually like it no no no, no, no. it wasn't over it wasn't overrated it was overhyped God, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of games that I feel like are very overrated. No Man's Sky. Big Gamer's like Guide. Game? I brought it up earlier. Is the most overhyped game I think I've ever played. Based around the dev talking about it, no less. The thing yeah. is, is like he, he got in way over. Because I think he he wanted to make a... He wanted to make an ambitious game. Mm-hmm. And... He did, but it got a lot of attention. And then a lot of people were throwing money at him saying, hey, Sony was like, you know, you got something really cool on your hands. You want us to give you some money? He's like, sure. I'm like, okay, well, we need this, this, and this, and it better, like, really look good. And he was like, okay, so I've got five people on my dev team and we've got to make this game that Sony's paying a lot of money for. And I can't do this. I I feel like that guy got a bad rap. Oh, absolutely. I I think he was really trying to appease Sony. And, you know, if he started saying, yeah, it's got co-op, but you're probably not going to, you know, see each other. You're never and, gonna see anybody. Yeah, yeah. you're never gonna see each other because our, our. But when you're proven, open. when you're proven wrong in like 24 hours, 
yeah. that that's not a possibility. And like, there is like, I don't know. There's just a point where it's like, there's a pleasing people. And then there should be a point where you just stop talking. Like, like, I, I don't know. There was like, there's still something weird about it. It's like, what compels someone to lie that much? Like, if it was Peter Molyneux, we would have never heard the end of it, right? Like, people would have been like, he's he's doing it again. Like, just because it's a different person, it's like, it's not like somebody else hasn't done it before you. Like, I, I feel like you know, if Sony if Sony didn't back this game, he wouldn't have lied as much. Maybe not, but like, in the worlds of what if, like, that's kind of a hard thing to tell this is the first time he was put out to talk about anything to this amount right yeah like so yeah. i mean his previous games were fucking joe danger yeah, yeah. exactly which those were hey, good you know incredible they, i love those, those games. games were great <laughs> and as and, but as critical as i am they did fix that game yeah no man's sky is a good game it's, it's a good game now i i can't criticize is, is it something i necessarily want to play no not really but at the same time it's they've come through on almost everything he said. Now, does it look like what he was presenting? No, still doesn't. I still but... love the Jurassic. Have you seen the Jurassic Park video where it like, oh yeah, the original trailer and it plays the real music and then they show the game and it's playing it like on a the kazoo or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, I'll give you one, and I get a lot of flack for this, even from Wombax. I know he likes it. Fucking Fortnite. I played that game, and I'm just like, I don't get it. It's not fun. Uh, I mean, th- th- those are the games that don't appeal to you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, people freaking love Uncharted. People love The Last of Us. I can't stand those games. Yeah, I don't get them either. I, I just, I cannot stand The Last of Us. I hate playing that game. <laughs> Like my thing is, is like, does it look good? Yes. Does it have a good story? Yes. Does it have good acting? Yes. It has everything that's good. But Except that, for the game part, is but, the like? actu- but actually playing The Last of Us is a freaking slog. I just could not stand it. Yeah, I mean, Fortnite is um, Fortnite is the modern version of uh, water cooler discussion. Like, there's a certain age range where everybody plays it. <coughs> so if you don't play it, you're out of the discussion. Sure. Um, guys kind of effect. Yeah. So it's, I, I think it's, I think Fortnite is as much about the um, social aspect as it is anything else. I mean, the shooting's competent. It's a competent game for sure. But um, it's more, I think, about the social aspect of it than anything else. I just I just remember watching like I played the game I'm like this isn't very fun and then I watch people play it that play it like regularly and all I see is them with the like fucking staircases and climbing up to the top I'm like I don't want to do that yeah it's 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 a completely different game when you like I'm terrible at it um and it's it, it's imp- it's an impossible game to play if you're terrible at it yeah. You die very quickly because the people who are good are very, very good, and they build very quickly. That's that's like me trying to get back into Call of Duty after all these years. I just could every time I review that game, and I, I know Anthony did it this year, but every time I reviewed before that, I'd get online to do my test of the internet, and I would just literally walk, die, walk, die, walk, die, walk, die. 
just get spawn camps for hours. I'm like, wow, this is fun. Surprisingly, that wasn't a huge issue with... Uh, I don't know if it was just the way the maps are set up in uh, the new Modern Warfare, but uh, I didn't have that issue, surprisingly. Yeah, I um, see people try that in oh console my God, Overwatch. No. Let me tell you, I'd be running down... Because certain maps like kind of funnel all the players towards each other. And that's when that's when I would die a lot. I I just it's I think it goes back to the battle royale thing has just never been my jam because I tried PUBG and like PUBG is great for like twenty minutes and then you just die. I I, I eventually like you're like okay this I did all of this for nothing. I the the best way I can say it is I like the idea of the anxiety, you know, when one person's kind of like trying to hunt you down. Sure. Um, because that's what I, that was my favorite part of like Watch Dogs was me hiding in a car and having the other player walk right by looking for me. Like that was the, what I found fun about that. And like that's what PUBG can, you know, become at certain points. But I just have no interest in dying right away. It just reminds me of what me and you, Drew, and, and, and Justin played. Friday the thirteenth and it was supposed to be like anxiety driven and it was just fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like the stupid animations and glitches and, and like powers that guy's and... face. <laughs> oh my god, that game was just yeah, Man, I, did they did they ever fix that game? I don't know. I'm talking for, for like five months. I waited months to review that game to see if they would actually fix it because I seriously couldn't get into a game. The only way I could get into a game was if I invited you and Justin and then, and then, you know, we both were in the same chat. So you'd hear where we were and then you'd chase after us. It's kind of crap. Of course he was like, I got the car keys. I was like, would you get the battery? No. Well, why don't you get the battery? That game. Um, Oh, I have a one that's overrated. Although I have a feeling two of you are gonna really disagree with me. Red Dead Redemption Two. I I, I have not I have not played enough of that game. I, I finished I, it and I fucking love that. Game. I, I disagree with you heavily, Anthony, but that's okay. It's it's one of those things where it's like so I I played the first one with Drew for Phoenix Down. What was that? Two years ago, now, Drew. Yeah, yeah, um, and. I loved it. And going from that game, I'm like, I want to experience the story, but every piece of the gameplay was like, well, I just don't want to engage with half of this. Oh man. I love that game. I love being in that world. It's not the world. That's like, that's what I mean. Like it's not the world. That's the problem. It's the mechanics of the game that were, but it's kind of like the rever- oh, no, I guess it's not really the reverse. It's the same thing with Uncharted. It's like the gameplay is what's hindering this for me. Yeah, the, uh, controls... the story is what's fascinating, and I wish I could just experience that. Um, the controls yeah. in that game were really weird. So Uncharted Four yeah, fixed a lot of that. If you just wanted to experience the story, you put it on what is it called? Yeah, like, yeah. They story have, they casual have the mode. And like the all the all the targeting was auto targeting, and like I never were, went back and did that. But that's that's you should more. do that because that makes that game super fun. Yeah, um, but like it just going from Red Dead Redemption One, and I, I wouldn't even say I was like expecting just more of the same. I realized that they had done a lot, a lot of work because 
Red Dead Redemption played like old GTA, and GTA Five didn't feel like Red Dead Redemption anymore. But it's just certain choices that they had made. Uh, I was like, well, I, I don't want to keep feeding and brushing my horse. I don't want to have to watch my weight. And I get it. This is stuff that some of it's been sort of done before in other Rockstar games. Um, I know San Andreas well, had the weight system. It also, I know it's, I know this is a, a cop-out answer, but there is also a payoff for almost everything you just described. I, and I'm sure but, there is. It, it just, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know if it was just, that it was kind of all there at once. And I'm sure there's more to the game even after that but it was just like walking around i've now accidentally pulled out my gun and shot someone like all right like that's not what i wanted to do but here we are now and now there's a bounty on my head and i'm just like well this is not fun in the slightest yeah and it's just the experience i'd had i was like i and and maybe it was I can't even blame anyone else for the hype on that. That was me coming off of playing the first one and going, oh, wow, playing that was far more enjoyable than watching it. Um, And uh, it just, I got into two, like when it came out, I just, oh, this is. All right. We got one last tweet. Comes from Curtis. You you don't don't want to know my, my, my other one. Oh, I thought is, you did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is uh, Bloodborne, and I know I'll get hate for that, but <laughs> I uh, I just can't get into that game at all. Not at all. And I know that there are a lot of people it's that like it. It's the only Souls game that I've, I've put a considerable amount of time and progress into, and it's probably my favorite one. Yeah. But I get it. For sure. What the hell was that? <laughs> You like that electronic. Yeah, it sounded like somebody's like I, Max Headroom using a straw or something. Um, another one. Was it overhyped or was it hyped at all? Borderlands Three. We were all kind I mean, of disappointed on that. Yeah, it's Borderlands. People love it. I wasn't actually disappointed in the game. I was disappointed in the glitches and issues with that game. Well, that's disappointed in the game. True. That's majorly like I. I haven't went back to that game because no, of I haven't the, either. The issues. I'm still like, afraid to boot it up. It's going to fry my Xbox or something. I don't know oh, if they yeah, fixed it. That's they the thing. Have, yeah, I tried to look it up the other day. It was like, does this thing still happen? And like, they've patched it a thousand times, but they've never specifically said, hey, you remember that problem where it overheated Xbox One Xs? It's fine now. Yeah. Or, you know, it just stutters for no apparent reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like even going through the menus. Yeah, fuck that. And I was not, just that like, game is not good enough for me to chance that. See, I really liked that game. I thought, you know, I, I liked the, the, the looter, shooter, whatever. Schluter? The Schluters. But I don't know. Like, I, I, like I, I do not want to go back to that game until I can fully, you know, enjoy it without having to worry about technical issues. Yeah. All right. Last tweet. This should be a good one. Curtis says, been hearing good things about the Sonic movie. Have any of you guys seen it? And do you think the new animation for Sonic helped? I have not seen it. I want to see it. I will probably buy it when it comes out. Uh, I don't really go to theater much anymore. I don't either. I didn't, I didn't even go see Harley Quinn, and I've seen all the DC movies in the theater. So, um, as far as the animation, I think this movie would have been just fine, even if they hadn't changed it, because oh, the no. movie is still the movie. I disagree. 
That thing was terrifying. I mean, it didn't matter. It's not for you. You keep saying that. It's you really not. That, like, I, I do. Kids would have went and saw it and been so like... Fun fact, hold on, okay. hold on. You say that. I went into a Toys R Us and said, hey, this might sound weird from a guy who's almost 30. Are, are you are you, are you you propositioning children in Toys R Us, no, Anthony? This is I'm, why you have a restraining order. No, this, I'm propositioning <laughs> the guy at Toys R Us. Um, <laughs> the, the, the employee. He said, hey, like, do you have any Sonic toys for the new movie? He's like, you know what? No. He's like, and we don't usually carry Sonic toys at all, but like, yeah, no, we haven't have received any for the new movie. So, like, clearly they're not marketing a ton for kids because that's a big thing that they try to do is try to sell that, like, toys along kids with movies. Kids don't buy toys anymore. You say that, like, they don't, like, I didn't walk into toys. You, you, know, what, you, know, what kids. My, you know what my son spends his allowance on? V bucks for Fortnite. <laughs> well, mine coins for Minecraft. I didn't even know they had that, but oh, absolutely! Every oh. children's every children's game is chock full of microtransactions that the parents have to buy. Every single one of them: Fortnite, Minecraft, Roblox. They called Robux. Come on, yeah, Robux. <laughs> okay, I knew that they sold them. I didn't know they were called Robux. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, come on. But, that but, that writes itself. Yeah, I just didn't know that. Anyways, I, I disagree with you. Because, like, again, there's there's media that's made for children, like Sonic Boom, that Sonic still has a look already. It, that didn't look like Sonic. That looked like a did, nightmare. It, for kids, it wouldn't have mattered. If, if, mm. if that movie would have came out, all the kids would have cared about was that there was a Sonic movie. Have you seen... Sonic and some of these cartoons and comics. Yes, I mean he he looks straight up just stupid. I don't know what you're referring to specifically. I mean, have you? Let me let me let me back this all the way up. Have you seen Roblox? (laughs) That is true. That fair enough. Kids don't care what things look like. Yeah, I was gonna say I read the Sonic comics, so you can't tell me they look bad. Oh, dude! Oh, oh! The new ones. You're, if you're talking the Archie ones, you're right. But they don't make them anymore for a reason. And let's be fair: kids don't read comic books. That's fair too. I mean, if they do, they're just looking at it on their phones. The IDW series is much better. But I, I think. See, here's the thing: when they announced this movie, the internet, oh god, this has got to fucking suck. Every person that tweeted that was going to go see it, regardless. You all complain about everything, and you still go. I can't argue with you on that. I can tell you I specifically wouldn't have. And the truth of the matter is, is if you know the guy that voices Sonic, I knew he was going to nail it. He is a very funny comedian. He he knows his source material. Um, That movie was going to be good, regardless of the animation change. The animation change appeased you. Guys like you. Kids would not give two shits. And truth be told, guys like you, most of them, they went so they would have went and saw it if the animation never changed. And they'd have been like, you know what? This is actually a pretty good movie. I just I can't take it seriously anymore when people go online to complain about things. I just can't. I mean everybody in the world complained about Star Wars and every motherfucker on the internet went and saw it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. I know what the point stands the same. <laughs> they went and saw it. You know they did. 
I can't tell if the Star Wars community was expect actually hoping that it would get better or we're just watching the it. The Star Wars like, hey, community, according to them, 87% of the movies and media sucks. Okay, well, that's fair. That's, I'm just trying to and figure out they if they still, still watch buy it. it in troves. It must not suck that bad. Because I'll tell you what, I don't spend money on things that suck. I I don't I don't want to waste my money. Did you uh, did you buy the Shenmue collection? Did I? Yes. No. No, you got a free code for that. I don't remember. It's on Game Pass. You oh, yeah, it's on Game Pass. I thought you had it on PS4 or something. It's, it's funny because they added it on Game Pass and never made a tweet about it when it happened. It just showed up. Hmm. Like they don't even care that it's on there. <laughs> I spent an entire year of buying stuff that sucks. Yeah, we yeah don't recommend that. Yeah, yeah, you guys did it for a purpose, and you probably shouldn't have. There was a few gems in there. Sure, there there usually is. There's usually games. There's it's not necessarily a gem. It's just that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Bound by Flame was pretty good. Yeah, but my my point is is that I don't go on the internet and complain about every single fucking thing. Like, I do eat Twitter, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. It's not even just necessarily Twitter. It's anywhere. Mm. Every a- time something happens, it's the worst thing. Like, Twitter has caused there to be an abundance of chicken little motherfuckers on this planet. I mean, we survived World War Three like, not even a month ago. Come on! Hyperbole is the fucking definition of social media. It's fucking crazy. Yes, there are bad things. There certainly are. But none of them are as bad as you make them out to be. You gotta keep in mind, most of the people on the internet does not represent the majority of it the people at large. It represents so f- much of a fraction. But let me ask you this: If there's twelve people in a room and one of them screaming at the top of his fucking lungs, which one is going to get your attention? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Or, or eventually, we just leave the room and then say, "That guy's kind of crazy, right?" Exactly. And then you get yelled at for using the word "crazy," Drew. Yeah. No. I mean, they they can yell all they want to. I mean, that's not the real world, guys. Oh, the Drew, real it's world. A, it's okay. You can use the word crazy. I, I've, I have a mental illness and I'm giving you a pass. The real world is so much different than people make it out to be on social media. I, I you feel, think you know, but you have no idea. You know, it's one of the reasons <laughs> I won't, I won't let my child on social media is because I do not want to, like he'll watch. So he'll watch. Um, some streamers for Roblox and Minecraft and stuff like that. And he'll come to me and he'll ask me something that they said. And I'll be like, that is not how life works. Let me explain to you why that's stupid. <laughs> well, okay. You got to give me an example here. Uh, what was it the other day? He asked me what a bay was. Ugh. And I'm just like, it's stupid. And then I explained to him what it was which I had to look up to make sure I was doing the right thing. Before anyone else. I don't know the kid's lingo. And he's like, yeah, but they said this. And I forget what he brought up. And I was like, no, that is no different than, I'm like, these people are real and they're really talking to you. Like they're people, but they're also entertaining. So they're exaggerating. They're being, what's the word? They're peacocking. So you will look at them. They scream and they say these outlandish things and, that's not real. If you walk out into the real world and talk to somebody in a real scenario, they are not going to act like that. 
And I think that's where some kids get confused. Is they're not watching a movie with a superhero or a giant monster in it. They're watching a dude sitting at his computer talking to you. And they think that's the real world. Mm. And it's not. It's entertainment. It's all entertainment. That you should pay for for watching the the stream. The real world is getting yelled at by crackheads. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> what is this something that happens to you regularly when you harass people? Okay, so, harass Anthony? No, no. Uh, this is so happens when I go to like downtown areas. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go downtown to the record shop, and there's the guy. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Oh, he's definitely yelling at me. Yeah, it's there was a time. Know. There was a time when I was. It was probably early twenties. And uh, we were, it was me and my old roommates. We were watching some like horror movies, like really like to tons of them. And, uh, it, all right. So I had to, I had to preface this. We lived out in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you gotta understand we were really lazy. So we we're in the living room which the door right there to the living room leads out to the outside deck area. So instead of us getting up and walking all the way through the house to go use the bathroom, we just walked outside, pissed outside. Sure. So we were watching all these horror movies. I got up and went to go outside and they're like, you're not going to be creeped out out there. Are you? We've been watching all this stuff. I was like, I don't like, I was like, like ghosts don't, Ghosts aren't real. You know what really scares me? A freaking, you know, meth addict with a fucking syringe in, in a in a corner somewhere that's wanting to stab me for twenty dollars. That's sure. what scares me. <laughs> yeah, like I remember people used to people I would hang out with would go on these like ghost runs to try to scare themselves. They're like, "Why aren't you scared?" I'm like, "Cause this shit ain't real." <laughs> like. You can freak yourself out all you want. Now, aliens, it's a different story. We won't talk about that except for... <laughs> <laughs> that shit's real. Okay? That shit's don't, real. Don't believe in ghosts, but aliens, yeah. I screamed like a, like a 13-year-old girl when I saw signs in the theater. Okay? When the flip was <laughs> in the cornfield, I screamed. I mean, oh, my God. Okay. That's hilarious. The, <laughs> fourth, <laughs> the fourth kind scared the... I mean, that that creeped me out because... Once again, I live in a freaking cabin in the woods at that time. <laughs> Did you? Those, are you afraid of owls? To this owls, day? the owls is what it was because I kept like you could hear stuff when you're out in the woods, man. <laughs> oh, sure, because it's, it's quiet, you know. Yeah, and I'm just like, <sighs> I can't. You know what? <laughs> my household, I can't hear. Like, I can't be scared by anything because everybody in my household has to have like a fucking industrial fan running while they're sleeping. So I can't hear a goddamn thing when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Except for it's all like all night. I I have a weird question for you, Drew. Have you ever heard earthworms moving around at night? That is no. the most uncomfortable sound because it doesn't sound like footsteps, but you can still hear the like leaves moving. Mm-hmm. It's the creepiest shit. So I do have a fun fact. While I lived in that cabin in the woods, uh, during the summertime, it got infested with uh, bumblebees. This sounds like a fucking nightmare. So at night, you could hear them in the walls. (laughs) 
And so me and my roommate got a bright idea of we're going to wait until it's dark because they go inside at night. Right. Mm-hmm. We got like multiple, multiple tubes of like caulking. And oh, we, no. we went around the entire house and caulked every single beehole that was there. You caulked the beehole. All right. We did. We caulked every single beehole. Nobody else flash. appreciates that one as much as that. I mean, uh, <laughs> with a flashlight. Let me tell you about the, the <laughs> beehole. You talking. know what? That's, that's the title of the episode, Caulking the Beehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, 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 at night, it took us like a couple hours to do, but we did it all. Next day, the bees are back out. They had drilled new holes. <laughs> well, yeah, Drew, how you think they got in there in the first place? Exactly. I Are you sure it was bumblebees? Are you sure it was bumblebees and not carpenter bees? I mean, it, it might, I, probably carpenter bees. I don't know. We always just called them bees. Yeah, they, carpenter they bees. They don't have stingers. They don't. They don't hurt you. It's just they just fly around all the time. The, not only that, but they're like the fucking chonks of the bee world. Like they're fucking huge. Yeah, they're giant. Yeah. Oh, we used to stand out on the porch. No, they can't sting you. But we used to stand on the porch with with uh with two tennis rackets and just. <laughs> ping, 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 you, know every, you know what's more sa- You know what's more satisfying than that? Get an empty uh, water bottle and just flip it upside down and hit them because it makes a big old. <laughs> 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 Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. We used to use a baseball bat, but that was like hard mode. <laughs> I was gonna say that's got to be hard to hit a. With a baseball bat, man. We we used to, and then we upgraded to uh, tennis rackets. Tennis rackets, they might go through though. No, they get stuck in between the the wires. <laughs> oh my god! Shit. No. So this is why this is this is why Drew is the way he is. He tortures insects. Some weird white trash level shit. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah, we used to just sit on the sofa on the front lawn and swat the bees. I, I knew a guy that used to sit on his front porch and swat carpenter bees with a water bottle. So you ain't far off, Anthony. I'll tell you what, there's some in my backyard that have drilled into my fence because my fence is wooden. Just get your get your tennis racket. I need to get something. I need to get something no, to hit them with. Big one of those big old red baseball wiffle ball bats. Oh, the big fatty on the end? Yeah, the yeah. fatty bat. Yeah. I love those things. I used to use that when I was a kid. The big fat, The big red fatty bat. Yep. This spiraled off of a talk about the real world, me mentioning crack addicts yelling at you, and now we're talking about piece of baseball bat. I mean, that's why you come to this show. <laughs> For the wide-ranging discussion. Exactly. Speaking yeah. of which, if you'd like to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. You want to follow us on Twitter, Anthony ain't there. But Drew is. Your, yep. new, your new Twitter tag is... Drew Leachman. Drew Leachman. <laughs> ML Fury is dead, so don't follow that no more. Yeah, only my Xbox can post to that, apparently. <laughs> That's your that Xbox's shit. Twitter feed. Yep. <laughs> Ryan is at Wombat RP. You can follow me at ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content. That's where Drew used to post everything. He doesn't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> doesn't have access to that either. Dude, like you, you do not, you would not believe. Like, like my job has become insane. Oh, I know. I We're know. moving I'll to just, a new facility, and it's 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 a nightmare. I'm just giving you a hard time because I never get the emails anymore. Like, hey, can you approve this? Or hey, here's the tweet. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get you it. have to approve tweets. Not tweets. The the N4G page. 
like the login? No, the, the N4G, when you post things to N4G, oh, which you don't right. do yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was what joking it? about. Dude, uh, our, our, I never post to N4G anymore because our stuff gets 40 degrees tops. Yeah, you know. We're affiliated with them. It's fine. We're moving on. Um, we, yeah, we work with them, and they, we don't even get hyper. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Phoenix Down, uh, Witcher 3. You got one more episode, or are you going straight to... Uh, we got one more episode. We're finishing it up this week and then moving on to Horizon. Horizon. Zero Dawn. That's it. That's the show. The show's episode 590. Caulking the Beehole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what we're calling, remember? We're, just... start, we're starting episode titles. <laughs> this Dude, I, I always have to have a tagline for the show and I always forget what we talked about, so I just listen and the first thing that's funny comes up. That's what usually what I put. But I'll tell you what, I really need to call this one caulking the beehole. For sure. I mean, that's that's too good. That's too caulking good. the beehole. But, like, <laughs> in apostrophe. Oh, I, caulking. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta get that southern twang on it. And then the is D-A. Yeah. Now you're making a rap song. <laughs> there's, there's the point where... Apparently, it went too far. Anyway, that's it. We out, Priest Patches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.